It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. All right. Well, welcome to another edition of our Create the Ripple podcast. I am absolutely stoked for my guest this afternoon. Um, She actually signed up through, I don't even know how you signed up, Brenda. I don't even know. (laughs) This is interesting to me. And I was talking about this before I get too far into this, but I was talking about this with my significant other. And I said, you know, I just put it out there and then I accept it. And as you and I were chatting before the video, most people know that I typically take a few minutes before. So we get in the flow, find our groove. And I'm just, I mean, you and I already were like hitting on the same points. Like you reading the same books, you know, you grabbed your post-it notes. I got post-its like everywhere. (laughs) People are like, aren't you like a millennial? And I'm like, I can't put in my calendar. If it's not in my face, I can't see it. But a pink post-it somewhere that I can do, right? Anyway, welcome to another edition of our Create the Ripple podcast. I'm super stoked. So Brenda Jones, she's from California, and we were chit-chatting before we got started about how much I enjoyed my time down there. But Brenda, before we get too far into this, I would love it if you could just give us your bio, uh, whatever you want to share with the world, uh, who you are and what you're up to, and then we'll dive into um, some of the questions I got for you. Awesome. Um, So thank you so much for having me. And it's funny because I don't remember how we connected, and I know that I definitely jumped on because of the name. The ripple is extremely important in everything I do. Um, So I know that's what gravitated, but I was like, I don't even remember. Where did I? I don't know. Um, So I'm Brenda Jones. I am one of the co-founders of Belief Company, and we are all about helping entrepreneurs, coaches, mastermind owners really kind of turn their subconscious, all those hidden things that are going on that are blocking them, turning those roadblocks into their actual path. Mm -hmm. So they can finally maximize their influence and their impact with their clients, their loved ones, and themselves so they can manifest their vision board lives. And we really do that through a variety of neuroenergetic technologies, I guess is what I would call it. Um, More familiar things like NLP or neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, Reiki, um, but then we add in a lot more of the woo-woo. Like I have you know, post-its everywhere and crystals everywhere and essential oils everywhere. Um, you know, so as much as I can get into the science of behaviorism and psychology, because that was my background prior, I can also sit and talk about the beautiful, you know, Lemurian starseed crystal that's sitting on my shelf as well. Phenomenal <laughs> podcast. That's all we're gonna have fun. We're, we're gonna. What is this like? I feel like you're my people. Well, you are my people. But that's what's really fun. So I absolutely love that. I have a background in nursing. And so, nice. you know, I have a huge respect for science. Um, but, you know, I am a Reiki master and nice. I have crystals all around and I'm more woo-woo than most people realize. I just, you know, keep it on the down low most of the time because I'd like a chance to introduce myself before I tell you, you know, how out there I might actually be. But I love that you're looking to really combine the two because you know, there's, there's such power in that, I think. So I love it. Belief company, belief company. That's what you call Uh it. That's amazing. Tell me more (laughs) about that. You know, it's, it's our rebrand, you know, that's not who we were a year and a half ago. Um, But when we really sat down and said, what's most important to us and really what is the pinnacle. And it's about believing whether you believe in the power of Reiki, you believe in the power of a crystal, you believe in the power of science and medicine, 
you believe in your immune system, whatever it is that you believe, you know, whatever the mind can conceive, your body can achieve. And really taking that as that's kind of the pinnacle of what we do is those deeper belief shifts. And where did those beliefs come from? Because it's fun. All of our beliefs are language based, which means they didn't come from us originally. Someone else's language installed them. So we go in and uninstall them because we're really good at uninstalling beliefs and reinstalling new ones. We do it every year on our birthday. And all we do is go to sleep one night and wake up the next. And so, so many people are working so hard. I need to have this new belief and I need to get rid of this old belief. And it's not as hard as people think. They just don't know the shortcut to do it. Wow. So what you don't know about me. Okay. So for the, for my listeners and our watchers, I have never spoken to Brenda before today. Okay. Now I got goosebumps happening because one of the <laughs> things that I say all the time, if you know me at all, I say things like you create the world with your word right? Like my podcast is trust the niggle, tell the truth, even if your voice shakes. And the niggle is about, you know, that annoying niggle. What's a niggle, right? Well, you also understand you have the, you know, you follow Rebecca uh, Campbell as well. So that's, she sort of tipped me to this whole niggle idea that annoying feelings in your gut, you feel it in your body, right? First, that something's off and it can be so simple. And the more you get tuned into your ideal life, your vision board life, as you said, I love that, totally feeling that, um, you start to feel those kinds of things. And they usually require you to say something, right? So it might be speaking out for an injustice. It might be, hey, I'm not even sure what's wrong with the situation, but something doesn't feel right. It can be like, I'm when I do personal coaching with people, I'm like, you're lying to yourself, right? And people say, well, they're lying to you. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just the mirror, right? I'm just the, the thing. But I always tell people, you create your world with your words. Yeah. And I mean, I have a Christian background, so that's where that came from. I knew the world was created with sound. I think sound healing has such a huge concept mm -hmm. because everything's vibrating, right? Everything's yep. vibrating. So we can shift that whatever way we wanted to, to create. So I absolutely love that you just started talking about this. I feel like, oh my gosh, we could probably sit for hours and digress. Okay. So I share that with our listeners because a big part of this podcast for me is you don't necessarily have to know what we're doing, but I started this. Plus I now have a new publication. We just launched yesterday, Miranda. Nice. I create the ripple magazine. I know did not love it. Uh, and somebody said, well, why are you doing it? And I said, well, to add value, to create a referral network. And because I need to flood people's newsfeeds with something positive. And there yeah. are so many positive things happening in the world right now. There's a whole lot of negative. Mm -hmm. Yes, not discrediting that. But there is a whole lot of positive that's happening. And it's conversations like this. So if mm -hmm. I have somebody listening and you're looking for a sign for whatever it is, this is it. This is what happens when you get on plan and on purpose and you don't know what you're doing it just begins to happen. So tell me more about, so you said it was a rebrand. It's a shift. I'm feeling like there might have been a story of how you got from there to here. Let's talk about that. I love stories. First, I love that you, that you said, trust the niggle. Um, a friend of mine that I've known since we were four years old and I am 45. Um, and I don't even think the last time, I don't think we were like friends past like elementary school because we just had very different groups, but she was following me on Facebook. And I randomly one day got told to read cards live. And you know, it was one of those, we went on shutdown in March and I heard buy cards. Okay. okay. And I did, <laughs> but then I never opened the box. 
or when I have time to really sit and do the energetic cleanse and get them set. Then I'll, and then I heard one day, post on Facebook that you're going live. And I'm like, but I don't do that. <laughs> okay. And I posted and I jumped in the shower and I came out to 17 messages of read me, read me, read me. Well, my friend kept kind of posting, you know, hey, read my card. She kept getting trust the niggle. And finally she goes, okay, I have something I need to tell you. What? So you are my niggle. I've been thinking of training with you. And I guess that card keeps coming up for a reason. And she joined our program. So I love everything about that. Um, mm -hmm. But our rebrand came, we used to have a third business partner. I still have a business partner now um, directly in the company. And then I have some strategic partners, but we had a third that was part of our company. And we just kind of hit a point where it wasn't cohesive mesh for her and her family and where they were going. She didn't have the same support system. And so it became, it became incongruent for her. And so when she left, we still continued under the name and something just didn't feel right about it anymore. And there was a day where we had just come back from a big mastermind in Vegas, um, a week long mastermind. And we came home and my business partner said, you're probably going to kill me because we just like told everybody out there the other business name, but I've really thought about this. What do you think? And we've been belief co ever since. Um, and that really kind of set up once we did that, we got all of a sudden everything because our, our messaging used to be kind of all over the place. And like once we had that dialed in, we knew our values, everything else just came right in and then all of a sudden took off. And my word for 2020 was flow. Still is flow. I've got a month left. Um, I, yeah, I developed yeah. a process at the beginning of the year because so many people go, oh, let me look at this list of words. That word sounds good. And they very consciously effort at picking a word and then making that word fit. And I went, well, I mean, I can do that. That's what I had done for years, but I know better. I teach differently. So why am I not doing it? Created a process for going really deep and having the subconscious come up with the word. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember what my old word was, but flow is what ended up. And then 2020 did the 2020 things. And yet that word still carried and we have really hit flow and are hitting momentum right now really by not focusing on it and my strategic partner his was trust and both of us just all of a sudden our businesses just exploded throughout this um by really trusting and then just surrendering to that flow it's really interesting that you bring that up so i started off words have always been really important for me i had a few uh for this year the main one were uh, things like achievement, which is really interesting because I've hit some huge strides in my business. Nice. Um, the business shifted like within the first few months and I was like, whoa, but that it hasn't stopped that achievement from happening and achievement for me is very internal, right? So I've achieved some personal goals. Um, gratitude, mm. which I just have had moments this year where I've been like, oh my gosh, I am so thankful for this, yeah. including breakups. I've been thankful for endings of things. I've been thankful for you know, what hasn't happened. I've also been have, thankful for like, I think this has been on my bucket list for forever. And if this, all of this hadn't happened, I would not be here right now. Like, for example, on the cover of our new Create the Ripple magazine, which was a whisper, actually, by the way, I was driving into the city and a friend of mine was like, you should do this, you know, this magazine. And I was like, I'm supposed to be writing a book this year. And then my book writing coach was like, actually, I think you need to park the book and you need to do the magazine. I was like, what is with this? Like, usually I have an idea. <laughs> And people around me are like, are you sure this is a good idea? And with this one, I'm like, this isn't the thing. And everybody's like, this is the thing. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks, I get it. Anyway, one of the crazy things about all of that has been this flow. So here I am, uh, on the, I put myself on the cover this particular month. 
it was value. There's a lot of reasons that went into that. I tried different avenues and the universe was sort of gently saying, this is your time. So step into it. There's a season. And I'm graciously accepting that. Well, I'm learning how to graciously accept that. But uh, my boyfriend pointed it out. He's like, a few months ago, you didn't know how to skip snows. You'd never been backcountry camping. You know, you were, you would never have imagined, you know, a year ago doing, you know, something like this. And here you are, your picture on the front of your publication is you skipping stones 20K away from your cell phone. And I was like, that is really interesting. Like things that you never thought could possibly happen that are just like, there's no other place that I would rather be or do. And how interesting is that? When you guys said, figured out a name, figured out a plan, and then your business part's like, ah, <laughs> there might be a plot twist here, <laughs> right? How cool is that though, that you got all together under Believe Co. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I know I did mm -hmm. in the beginning. Uh, and Create the Ripple as a concept has been around like 10 or 12 years. I've had create the ripple, you know, dot com. I've had create the ripple of Gmail. I've had those things. Never was quite sure what to do with it. And then all of a sudden, when everything happened, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do this with it. It was mm. so seamless to make that transition from what I was doing to what I thought I needed to be doing to what I'm doing now. It's blown even my mind who yeah. would call herself a manifester, who enjoys all of those things. And so I feel like talking to you, I'm like, we have like the same story. This is so crazy. <laughs> Trust, flow. Um, yeah. So talk to me more about what that means. So if somebody wants to work with you, she had the niggle. Tell me about that. So like for that, she had been, um, she has her career, but something had been pulling her. She had been certified as a hypnotherapist a while back. I don't know through who, and then never really did anything with it. And just shifts that happened in her life, she's realizing that it was kind of calling to her still. And then it was time to start diving in. And so she jumped in. She's like, where do I sign? Like, what do we do? And how do I, how do, I do all of this? Because I think this is my next step. Um, and it was, again, it's that trusting the niggle. It's trusting the whisper. Um, I teach the whisper because that was my hard lesson to learn was to trust that whisper. Because I didn't know that that's what I heard for so long. There's that conscious, you know, that conscious part of you when the world tells you stop playing, stop imagining, stop pretending. You really don't see that. You really don't hear that. And you start to believe that that's true. And my mom had turned off her gifts. And then by default, I had turned off mine. And then I learned a very hard lesson on how to listen to it. And I unfortunately learned it because I didn't and didn't get to have a final conversation with somebody because of it. Um, because I told the whisper it was wrong for a straight week. And it wasn't wrong. It's never wrong. It's never um, wrong. It's never wrong. Yeah. And that kind of started me on this random path because I was retired. I didn't know I was going to be doing this. I got pregnant and I left the field of autism and I said, I'm retired. This is my dream. And then a year later, I was like, wait, what am I doing? I'm doing all these other things. Okay. Um, oh, but I'm just doing it for me. I'm only learning it for me. I don't need to go that path. I don't need to go the extra two days and get certified. I'm saving my time. No, I went back and did the full thing later when I had to get certified. Um, so I saved neither time nor money doing it that way. Um, but it'll, but it's what fit for me at the time because I thought for sure that I was staying retired and didn't stay retired. And it was really about then I was going to these events and people like Glenn Morshower, um, he's Aaron Pierce or in Transformers, like 
he's this crazy, amazing actor. And he's also one of the most down to earth men you'll ever meet. And he was teaching at one of our events and he was talking about the whisper. And I was like, oh, that's what that is. And I need to learn to listen to that. And then what I didn't realize for years later, my mentor who was my trainer talked about the ripple. And he talked about the ripple that weekend and about becoming the ripple and all these things. And apparently somewhere in the back of my mind, way outside of my awareness, I had made a decision. I'm going to be a part of that ripple one day. I didn't realize that until eight years later when I was sitting as one of his trainers going, oh, <laughs> that was that. <laughs> and, and so the ripple has been, you know, that's how I end every single class that I teach is what is your ripple? And we just talked last night about legacy because Tony Shea, who passed this week from Zappos. Um, so I'm part of the Los Angeles Tribune newspaper. And so we have a new TV show on Monday nights. And last night we were talking about legacy. And that's what we were talking about. What's that ripple of impact that you're creating? And if you're not, what can it be and how can you get started? Again, for my listeners, Brenda and I have never talked, but yet we have this reoccurring theme in our lives about things like ripples this is what happens when you get on plan on purpose and I was thinking about you know you think and it's 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 easy to see that you're like what can my little impact do right and you don't know right if you don't take the first step toward whatever that is that whisper is mm -hmm. and you don't know how you're going to get there uh, I think back to when I was you know, 24, even younger than that, 17, I've always sort of felt like I would have called it originally a drumming, but I knew I wanted to do something with my life. I was always writing stories about princesses and making a difference and, you know, kindness. These were themes that even as a kid, I didn't have any idea that I would one day have a podcast or, you know, a magazine or any of these things. That was never in the plan. The how was not ever clear. It's been a pretty wandering path to get here I suspect we're you know in the next 10 years it will continue to wander and I'll end up somewhere and go that was cool <laughs> did not <laughs> expect that um but I was thinking about you know that even this summer I did a lot of backcountry camping something I'd always mm -hmm. wanted to do never did and had the opportunity to disappear into the woods and some of those you know hikes they are grueling and then you get to the top of the mountain you're like oh totally worth it <laughs> in fact I'm probably going to come back and bring friends and I've been saying to people like I really want to do retreats, which I have sworn I never want to do. I don't want to be one of those people that does the retreat thing. I said, I don't want to go somewhere hot. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to make you guys put on 30 and 50 pound backpacks and we're going to disappear into the woods. And I'm going to let the mountain do all the talking. <laughs> You're going to find yourself no problem. And then when you get to the top, I'll fly in the speaker and the speaker can sit with you and, and share some wisdom. <laughs> I love that. And then we're going to go all the way back down. And it's, it's really entertaining to, to hear that. And what I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing from you in the same way it was for me, there was a niggle in my life. There was a whisper of something I needed to be doing and somewhere I needed to go. And if you don't listen to it, that whisper becomes pretty loud, right? Yeah. And um, sometimes we resist that, right? For whatever reason, who am I to do it? Who are you not to do it, right? We're more afraid of our light than we are of the dark. We're used to failing, Absolutely. right? Someone said the other day, they're like, well, what if you fail? I'm like, I'm used to that, man. Like, I've been failing at life, right? I'm failing at relationships. I've been failing at motherhood. Like, that's that's normal. But what if I succeed? What if, what if I go out and do something that makes an impact? 
even just on one person. So yeah. you had the whisper. Mm -hmm. Now you're out there sharing some stuff. I'm taking a look at whatever. Maybe you want to add something or or share. You really inspired. I mean, we can go anywhere. <laughs> we can go anywhere with this. But it's it's funny because people think that you know, oh, what is the whisper and where is it coming from? And it's like, well, it's coming from you, mm -hmm. because there is no reality other than you. There's only what you project out onto data and information, and then you call that your reality. And what I love about what I do is that reality that you thought you had, that is all the reasons why you can't, I can actually help you go back and look at that reality through new lenses and see that actually that reality is all the reasons why you can. And I was that person that also, I didn't stand in how much I always thought there, one more class, someone else, someone else is better than me. They should do it so much. We were cleaning out my garage and I was going through boxes that I'm pretty sure I haven't looked at since grad school. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my master's thesis. This is all of my master's projects. And my husband goes, what's this? And I'm like, oh, that's my critique from my professor. And he starts reading it. And my advisor is like, and clearly this and that. And it was just like this glowing praise. And you can go anywhere you want with this. And it's funny because I look back and this is when I was in autism. My, one of my professors called me and I was getting ready to move out of the state. She said, we're starting a new autism credential. And you're the only one of my students that I want to sit on the board of this credential. Would you do it? And I was like, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Um, I'm moving out of state. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. I was moving four hours away. I was already driving San Diego to Vegas like every weekend. I don't know why I couldn't come back other than it was a great excuse because I was so, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. So someone else would be better at that than me. And I go back and I look at what I did and I was like, oh. I actually was really, really good at what I did and I just didn't see it. But then so many people have talked about imposter syndrome and we talk about the conscious mind and subconscious mind and how you're only consciously aware of less than 1% of all of the information. And what finally clicked, but I don't know why it took this long, was that that's really what imposter syndrome is. If you can only be aware of 1% of the data or less than 1% of the data, it is impossible for you to ever be consciously aware of everything you are. So of course you don't see your greatness because we can't be aware of that much information of even ourselves. How we can see our greatness is like you were saying earlier, the mirror. If we can see it in others, that means it must exist within. Yes, it must. <laughs> and by the same token, the things we hate in other people, because it lives in you. Yeah, you know, it's just um, there too. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a, a challenging divorce at the moment and mm -hmm. every time I want to complain, I think, oh, Okay, wait, I'm going to go clear that first <laughs> and see if, you know, what a, what a brilliant mirror, right? Some of the negative um, experiences are to show you, you know, and it's shadow work, right? People say, well, shadow work, I'm like, it's looking at the shadow and, and, and being okay with that um, and sitting with those pieces. I mean, a big part of me not stepping into, and I think I'm just getting started. Like that's the energy I feel like I'm, I'm just getting started. But how much of, how many of us are, are taught you know, to, to not be too big, right? To what if your greatness is perceived as, as an ego? And certainly you're gonna you're gonna deal with the ego. But what if it's more than that, right? Like what if what if you're meant to shine? What if what if in your shining you free other people to, to do the same? I think that that's a huge piece of it. When people see you living on purpose, it mm -hmm. unconsciously frees other people to do the same. So I was sharing with you before we got started, I did a number of weeks of house sitting. And that was out of my comfort zone. I took my my kid like with me a toddler, right? And we took off to California in my little car. I'd never done something like that before. I, it was out of the comfort zone. 
I had people that were saying to me, look, if you can be that brave to do that on your own and just get out there to find whatever healing you needed to do, um, I can do this, whatever that little thing was. And I thought, but it's not a little thing because those little decisions are what amount to the, the big decisions, right? How many times do we look back and realize, oh, that little decision was actually the biggest decision of my life and I made it. Mm-hmm you know, unconsciously, right? So how cool is that, that you help people to really dig in to those unconscious beliefs? They don't even know we're running the show. I do a lot of coaching with women in my my um, my side gig, and I'm always intrigued at how their inner thoughts come out, even in the text messages they send, like, how do I respond to this customer? How do I deal with this objection? I think, oh, just deal with the self-limiting belief in your own mind and heart and that objection will stop coming up for you. It's coming up for you not so you can close the customer. It's coming up so that you can be healed. And yep. I think that that's a big deal. But I know that for a lot of my listeners, they're going to be thinking, okay, Candace, ask her the question, how do I work with her? What does that look like? And what's going to be the difference? Because I know a lot of the people who follow me tend to be already deeply into personal development. They might be coaches themselves. I'm a firm believer in always having people around you that are you know, your round table that make you better, right? Or coaches that help you go to the next level in one particular area. So talk me through, if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they do that? And what could they expect to see from that? Let's give them some how-to and, and, and take them there. You know, it really starts with where is it they're wanting to go? And then we have a couple of different paths for them. For some people, they're just getting started and they want to just kind of dip their toe in the water, kind of get a feel for it, get a feel for whether or not we jive. Because if it's not for me and you, you know, if that's not the connection, I've trained a lot of other people that know what I know and maybe their energy is better. And I love referring people and making those, those matchmaker matches through that. Um, And so they can play with us on Facebook. You know, they can play in the community. They can join us with hot seat coaching. They can be part of book club and just all the other things that we have going on in there. And they can do the learn NLP free. Is that right? I think that's it. Um, Is that right? Yeah. Is that, that right? yeah. with the business partner. That is what we called it, right? <laughs> uh, you know, learnnlpfree.com and you can get a taste of that's our pre-study for our certification program. But it's going to give you the basis of the NLP part of what we do. And you can take it and do with it. And there's techniques in there and you can start your journey. If you're wanting to deep dive with me and do one-on-one work, we have a breakthrough session day where we take an area of life And we spend a whole day on it and we get rid of all the negative emotions that are there, all the limiting beliefs, all of the part of me, this part of me, that, or sometimes, but sometimes we clear up all of that stuff. And then once all that's clear, we go and say, great, now what do you want? And let's actually install that into your future timeline. And so that you're not having to effort at it because so many people hustle and grind and that just sounds like work and effort and I don't like it. (laughs) So we do that. And then for people who like for me, You know, like I said, I did that personal development route. We don't really have that. Why? Because I spent double the time and double the money doing two tracks. So they can be part of our certification program, even if they just want it for self. And now they have a certification already, should they choose to use it with others so they don't have to go back to class like I did. Um, Or if they want to use it to either add to their business or start a new one. They do that with certification. And then what we started doing this year, something that came to us with just all the shutdown and everything else was we are now partnering with coaches where if they have a brilliant program and this is something that their clientele needs, 
and they're not necessarily ready to come learn all this, or this is not their bliss side. They want to stick in their bliss, but they know that this will help. We partner in with their program either to come and do teaching, to come and do one-on-one -on -one work, or even to do a value add where they become a part of our certification program. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, um, we've had fun. A big part of what I'm looking to create, uh, and I don't mind sharing it because this podcast has become an opportunity for me to let people know what I'm up to, is I have sort of shied away from doing the coaching, although it's something I sincerely enjoy and have a sense that I may end up there. But I've kind of um, hated how many people just call themselves coaches. And I look at their lives and I think, yeah, but you don't have a life that I would want to buy into yet. So, and that's my own, that's my own stuff, right? That I'm working through. It's probably held me back from potentially stepping into more of my own greatness. And I acknowledge that. But one of the things that's really important to me is referrals. Like I wake up and I want to refer people. I run into people and I think, oh, I know somebody. Let me introduce you. And one of the things I've been looking to create moving forward. So again, uh, if you guys are listening, this was not pre-planned. I am creating a page on my website where when people come to me and say, you look like you're happy. You're living on purpose. I love your life. I want your life. How do I have it? I'm saying, I'm not your guru. That's not my gig. I'm happy creating the platforms and the spaces and the interviews and the communication and the words, that's my happy place, right? My, my focus right now in this moment is my family and my tiny humans. And I can introduce you to Brenda Jones. Brenda Jones is going to line up with you because I'm intuitive. So are you. And so it's interesting how, when you set an intention, because I did, <laughs> that I did some really good people to refer to, um, to be able to say, look, go chat with Brenda. And if she doesn't know, she'll direct you in another direction. I think that's so important because I didn't get here overnight. You know, there was yeah. a lot of things I had to unearth. 2020 was good for me in that. I finally had some time to hit the pause button. Overdosed on healing for 14 weeks. A therapist on Monday and another healer on Thursday and as many healers as I could in between. And it was a powerful place to be. And now crawling back out, I mean, you heard me hesitate. I used to call it my side hustle. And I'm like, no, I don't want to hustle anymore. In fact, the success I saw the achievement last month I did entirely from a space of I'm going to just receive and hold space and when the niggle and in, in my case in the positive or negative whisper to call somebody or support somebody comes up I'm going to follow it but I'm not going to worry about whether or not I hit it I'm just going to see it done and it was probably the coolest thing as we were coasting up to the timeline when the you know volumes need to be in and I was like this is actually going to happen and I'm sharing that with my listeners because I want you to know that I'm not like, <laughs> I am just like you. I'm doubting half the time. I'm sitting there going, is this real? Like, is this really real? And at one point it slowed. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to finish myself. I'm going to have to make sure it happens. I'm going to have to lean in. And I went, no, <laughs> like, sit, <laughs> go play with your kid, go distract yourself. And i um, happy to say it was like 10 o'clock and I was up and over and still climbing. And I thought, you know, how silly was it? But I didn't just trust that it was going to happen before now. And even if it hadn't, there would have been a lesson in that, right? And I got yeah. that. But it was a really interesting sensation. So for a lot of people, and I'm sharing that so that they can say, like, look, even those of us that do this work and support people through <laughs> this work, we are human too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Right>? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's a bonus question. I can't remember which one of our exams, you know, what do you do if a client has the same problem as you? And I'll get answers back and they're like, refer them out. And I was like, no, 
you work with the structure of the problem, you stay out of the content and enjoy the shift because there is no reality. There is only the projection, right? So whenever it's like, oh, I'm working with me again today. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't realize I still had this going on, but apparently it's showing up for a reason. Well, you know, <laughs> we don't attract what we want. We do attract who we are. And that's yep. was very intriguing to me over and over and over again. Um, yeah. So telling once you realize that when people are saying, I always, I'm always attracting this guy. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, what's that telling you? What's that telling you? <laughs> What do you need to learn so you can stop? <laughs> right. Well, this is certainly the point of the podcast where I love to, you know, turn to my guests and say, hey, you know, this is a platform for you to share a message. And so there might be something on your heart today. And I would love to just open the floor and say, why don't you share that for a bit and um, see where that takes us from there? Oh, wow. I mean, there's so many different places to go with this. <laughs> I'm loving this conversation. And you know, we've talked about it a lot, but it really does still come back down to trusting that whisper. You know, the things that I've heard, a lot of the same themes all this week has been about legacy. It's been about the ripple. It's been about the impact. It's also been about being not sure if you're making the right decision. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I was that person. You know, if you looked at who I was before I accidentally, and I accidentally fell into all this, literally, accidentally got here. I was happily retired. I had, you know, I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom. Um, or at least I thought I was happily retired. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make that caveat. Um, until I wasn't, and then I was guilty that I wasn't. Um, but it really came down to learning what those things were, trusting. And my life has 180. And I used to be the big what if. Um, I had a book that told me that, oh, because of X, Y, and Z in your past, you catastrophize. And so I had a book that told me it was okay to be that. And I didn't know until I accidentally walked into an NLP training for this weekend event that we could change that, that I didn't have to have that label, that I could give that label back to the author of the book and say, thank you very much. And no, thank you. I reject that. And that was that weekend that I finally knew what I didn't know I didn't know. And then once I knew it, I couldn't not know it. And then I had to go know it more because then it was, oh, I have a four-year-old and I'm pregnant. How do I not mess them up so that I'm not giving them labels that they have to learn how to reject when they're 30? And that was really why I started. It was, how do I fix me so I don't mess them up? And then it was, ooh, okay, but I'm still human. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things wrong someday. How do I fix that? And then it was everybody else going teach, like, you're what what's going on what have you been learning like how do i learn that well, i guess i'm going to go get certified to do this mm -hmm. and it really but i had a lot of anxieties i had a lot of things you know i tell everybody nothing bad has ever happened in my life and it's not because i've lived a perfect little life where nothing has happened it's because i don't use that word to describe anything you know if you look at my life my life is a series of that only happens to the people on tv types of events like if I were to spell it out, you'd be like, but that doesn't happen. And that, and that, and yeah, and all those things wrapped into one lifetime, yes. Yeah. Um, and I look back though, and I'm like, if, if any one of those things didn't happen the way they did, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. But they were enough that I was so paranoid as a young mom that, you know, what if, what if I go to mom's night out and there's an earthquake and there's a break in the road and I can't get back to my baby? What if there's a fire? What, I mean, if the stupidest things now, 
but I, they were honestly a panic point and I couldn't even go out to dinner without my husband bringing the baby and being at least in the same shopping center, if not actually in the restaurant, like in another booth. And then it was like a few years later after all of this, I'm like, I'm going to Grand Cayman for a week. Peace out. Maybe mommy will call you when I get there. <laughs> um, but I went for a work retreat um, and just a mastermind vacation. And I look at it now and that's actually how I become a good mom, but there was so much in there. But I what ifed myself to death. And it's funny, I laugh now. Part of my becoming a master trainer, I had to create a new technique of NLP and then present it at our international conference. And I actually created a technique based on catastrophization, having forgotten about that old version of me. And it's the what if technique. Because so many people this even this week have been, well, what if I do it wrong? What if I do it wrong? Well, until you take a step, you'll have no idea. So you can sit here forever, which is probably more detrimental than taking a step and finding out it was the wrong one, except there isn't a wrong one. There's only exactly what was meant to happen because if it's not what you wanted it to be, it's because there was a lesson that you needed to be learned that you'll need later on in life. Yeah. And it's kind of shifting, like you were saying, um, the way we say it is words do not describe our reality, but they dictate it. Ooh. And it's because that's how our mind works. Our mind thinks in pictures, sounds, and feelings. So whatever word we say, a picture comes up. And then that is literally the program that the mind goes, oh, that's what you want. So if you say, I don't want to eat the cookies, don't eat the cookies, don't eat the cookies, don't think of that blue tree. What do you start thinking about? You think about cookies, you're a blue tree, all of those things that I just said, don't think about. And we do that to ourselves all the time. I don't want to be broke. And we have a picture of broke, and then we wonder why we attract it. And so it's really learning how to use your words to paint what you want. I love when clients come in and you say, what do you want? Well, I don't want, okay, what do you want? Well, I don't, and they have this list of, I don't want, and you finally go through that. You go, great. There's nothing left that you don't want. What do you want? I don't know. Well, there's your answer. That's why you're not getting it. You're not using your words. You're not using those pictures in your head to direct life and tell it what you want. It's waiting for you. It's literally sitting there with a pad and paper going, what do you want? But we forget to place the order. You wouldn't go to a restaurant and just wait for someone to show up with food and hope that it's the right thing. What do you tell them? You tell them exactly what you want. Life's the same way. Universe is the same way. Whatever it is, that thing that's bigger than you that you believe in, it's waiting for the order. But we never give it. So give it. Tell it what you want. Tell life what you want it to be. All these people, I remember at the beginning of the year, this wasn't on my vision board. Vision boards don't work. I didn't ask for any of this. And I go, really, what was on your vision board? Did you ask for more time with your family? Did you ask for less work? Did you ask for less stress? Did you ask? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you left some loopholes, but you got what you asked for. I think that's really powerful and that's something I've considered. I've done very different vision boards in the last few years, but the most powerful one I've done to date was literally just the right pink piece of paper that said, you know, personal, financial, and business goals. And I wrote them down and left space for, for you know, the date that they were achieved. And that was easier because when I put pictures up, there were not legitimate pictures of what I actually wanted. I found that I confused I confused the universe for me anyway, and I'm not knocking however somebody needs to do their vision board. But for me, 
you know, I wanted to say, you know, you know, fall in love with, right, and then describe the person. That was more powerful for me to create the mental image by just using words and having a vision board that had pictures on it. Because yeah. I was like, well, I don't want that million dollar house. I don't know what house I want yet, but I know I want the house to have these elements, right? And, and I attracted a tiny home this year, um, had breakup earlier in the year. And it was funny because, you know, as COVID started to make the whole you know, world shut down, I had made an offhand comment. Beware the offhand comments. They're often more true than you realize. And I said, well, maybe instead of traveling, because that was the plan this year, travel and see more of the world. I said, maybe I will just stay home, write a book and build a tiny house. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't expect the ending of the relationship. I didn't expect the shutdown. I didn't expect any of those things. And then, you know, three days after my relationship fell apart, I was desperate for a distraction from the heartache. <laughs> and I went on to uh, a local basically buy and sell and put in tiny homes. And I threw it out there to, you know, a source. And I yeah. said, if I find one for 20 grand, then I will do it. Guess what? I found one that was reduced from 30K to 20K. Not even kidding. She wanted a quick sale, which was great because I wanted to move quickly. And I had sketched what I thought a great little tiny home layout would be. It was a sketch. I can't draw to save my life. Okay. <laughs> but when I looked at it, I was like, that's my tiny house. How is it possible? Now, let me back up a little bit. This tiny house, we're not sure who the builder is. We can't figure that out. Um, it needed some work on the inside, as in it needed to be customized, which was great because I got a chance to put my own stamp on it, as most can do. From as near as we can tell, it was one by a family of seven. Okay, so no way they were going to fit in a tiny home. Like five years ago, four years ago, seven years ago, nobody's really sure. So a few years ago. And then they had it on their property for a couple of years. They sold it to a young woman and her fiance. They ended up breaking up. It sat on her dad's property for a couple of years. And she was just ready to move on with her life. And I think, how is that possible? It's never been lived in. It's got brand new appliances. I said, this or better, basically, right? So when mm -hmm. I sit back and I think, how is that? I can't, I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm just going to say thank you mm -hmm. and move the crazy thing onto my property and say, People's like, how does that happen? I'm like, well, I don't know if you'd believe me if I told you, but this is what happens when you get into flow and you say, okay, this is the new plan. I'm going to pivot and go with it and we'll see. And to be honest, that has been one of the biggest blessings of uh, 2020 has been able to move that uh, needle and be able to, to hang out there. So it's really interesting listening to your story about, you know, well, how do you get there from here? Well, um, well, I think that's what's hang what so many people get hung up on is I need to know how to get there. And then they want to dictate how they get there. And they get so focused on this is the road. Yeah. And universe is like, but it's right here. Hi, hi, it's it's right here. No, nope, I'm getting there this way. And that's one of the pieces. There's a couple of like little twists that we put on, you know, the law of attraction, little twists that we put on goal setting. And one of them is let go of the form. Yeah. Set your goal by this date or sooner, this or better. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then release the form. Because this thing that's bigger than us knows how to get us there really, really fast. And all we do is get in our own way when we say, but it needs to go this way. Where if we just go, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Like you were commenting, um, the sun is finally starting to go down here. 
Uh, you asked if that was a picture or a window. It's a window. How did I end up here? I rented a bathroom. So, no, seriously. So my girls danced about a five-minute drive away. They danced just on the other side of the freeway from where we are. And they've been dancing there for years. And my other business partner and I, we have had memberships at local private clubs and things so that we would have somewhere to go work. We did a lot of work like at the Starbucks. And, you know, oh, we don't need an office. Da, da, da. Then shut down and, you know, now you're home. Well, then when dance reopened and they dance about 45 minutes away from home and it's, it's Southern California traffic. So there's no way I did not have three hours in my day to be driving back and forth for them to go to dance. And they dance five and six days a week because they're competitive. And I was like, what am I going to do? The studio's open, but we can't go in there. Starbucks is open, but you, there's no bathrooms. Mm -hmm. I can't be sitting in restaurants all day long so that I can work. I spent a day shopping so that I had access to a bathroom. And well, that was not a cheap trip. I made a mistake and I went to Costco. Yeah. I was like, I can't afford to do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's not going to work. Yeah. And then something said, look at offices. And I had this belief that there's no way we can afford offices. There's no way. They're going to be so expensive. Well, not during shutdown, they weren't. And so I got this for way less than we thought. We were in a smaller office. And then the people that owned that, uh, the co-op sold. So the office that we're in that was supposed to be twice the price of our office that we originally signed up with was only $100 more than where we were. So we moved to the bigger office with the window and all this. And at the end of the day, I'm here because I rented a bathroom. And Wi-Fi, and it came with an office. But as soon as we did that, as soon as we like, it, literally, it was Friday night. I'm going to get an office by Monday morning. I was looking at it, calling my business partner, and said, uh, "Do you want a key? Because I've already signed the lease." And he and I were just going to split. Yeah. Within the first couple of weeks, Universe went. That was a big move. Here's a whole lot of opportunity. And we grabbed a second office. And now we both have window offices. And it was just you. You know, you want big rewards, you got to take big action. Universe, whatever you put out is what you get back. It reciprocates. So tiny little steps, tiny little, you know, rewards. Giant things like renting an office. Now, again, I was renting a bathroom. It came with an office, but Universe went, you guys have an office. Welcome. Here's the stuff. Oh, you have two offices? Here's more. Oh, you're going to get a bigger office? Now you can do this. There's that point where you have to leap out in faith. And then what was it a couple, a month ago now? When did he turn? No, three weeks ago, we jumped out of an airplane. Oh, there you go. My, my business partner is a lot younger than me, um, one of them, and he turned 30. And literally it was the night before his birthday because I've been going, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. I'm going to run away. I'm not going to do anything. And I get a text going, I'm jumping out of a plane. Are you coming with me? Or are you meeting me for lunch? I was like, I'm jumping out of a plane. Less than 24 hours went between the text of I'm going to jump out of an airplane to we were booked and jumping out of an airplane. And I remember driving and I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? I have kids. How irresponsible of me. Well, my mentor jumped out of a plane. Oh, but he only jumped out of a plane when he realized that his kids were grown and he had, he'd finished raising them. Mine are eight and 12. I'm not done yet. What am I doing? And then I realized that a few days prior, leaving my office, luckily a Facebook notification delayed me a few minutes because I signed up for a program out of the blue and it delayed me a few minutes. That few minutes kept me out of a massive accident. Four cars completely obliterated, burned everything just a few minutes ahead of me on the freeway. And it was like, I could potentially, what if every single day I get in the car? 
I'm like, and I've had several major accidents that I've just narrowly escaped in the last two months. And I'm like, if it's my time, it's going to be my time. And I would rather it be my time jumping out of an airplane than driving down the freeway to work. And I think so many people get stuck in that. What if, mm-hmm. you know, what if I fail? What are the odds of you getting your, your least positive result? What's the worst thing that can happen? Great. So anything that's not, that's better, isn't it? There's a whole lot more things that are better than the worst than the one worst. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get stuck. Well, I think, at least for me, uh, I can't imagine a life where I'm not living on purpose because what if I get to the end of my life and what am I going to regret more? Which is certainly a challenge now that I'm a mom because I'm even more aware of time passing, right? Because it's time away from her, right? Time away from those things. And then I think, yes, and, you know, what a gift that she gets to watch what it's like to, to create a lifestyle. What a gift that we can do things like, you know, take off for two months and go to California, you know, and, and go and do those things. So it's, that's an interesting space to be in. But what if, right. But what if, what if, what if you win, right. And you survived every other bad day up until now. I was doing a reading, a reading, I don't remember a podcast or something. I said, you got to remember how capable you actually are. And I was like, yeah, I've gotten this far, <laughs> right? And I really love that Something Wild um, by Lindsay Sterling. Uh, she's a mm-hmm. popular one for me to listen to. Um, you know, and it starts off with, you know, you had your map set. You had, you know, other plans. You were going to do this. Um, but you've basically survived getting to here, right? The way you've been thinking has gotten you this far. And everybody else was giving you different plans. But you know something while I was calling you home and I think that that is so interesting because I think if people would just listen to that that thing I mean I didn't know how I was going to make money by referral or create this podcast life that's come over time right and now people go how do you do that and I'm like well it's a process (laughs) um but first figure out you know some of these other pieces and I'm hearing that in your story right you went to go rent the bathroom and what was coming up for me as you were doing that was nature abhors a void right so you open it up and it it will be rushed to be filled with something and so this year with covid i said no to a lot of things mostly because grief made it impossible for me to do anything except which lit me up from here and even then it was like half heartbeat seconds busy tiny human i get about an hour and then that's it for me um but one of the key things of that was finding that space of saying no which then opened up opportunity and time for me to do things like this, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Love well, that. we're coming up on the end and obviously we've heard my, my timer go off. Um, so real human life here. I tell people, I try not to edit these because I want people to know that you don't have to have it all together and you can still be living on plan on purpose. And I think there's a lot of moms who become moms and then they feel that guilt of, I want to lead a really big life and I have a mission and people even now, um, people say to me, you know, you stepped out of this to be a mom. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, balance, as we talked about in the beginning of, of our chat, is definitely a myth. But harmony. To find these moments. Yeah, harmony. Harmony. Joy, right? So I'll yeah. let you say anything you'd like to say in the last couple of minutes. Um, certainly we'll have all of your contact information uh, in, in the chat box below. We'll go you know, live with this, share you on Facebook and social media and all that kind of stuff. 
So people want to get in touch with you. I think they should. I think I should. I'm like, I need to check out your programs. Like, seriously, this is fabulous. Hey, we have um, so much fun. <laughs> um, but if there's one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with after what was a very, uh, very full podcast, I can't believe it's been like an hour already. Um, hey. What would that be? I want to play off what you just said when people are like, wow, but you stepped out of this to be a mom. You know, I did. I did on purpose leave my career to be a mom. That was my childhood dream was to be that mom. And there were those pieces along the way where I said, oh, I'm missing part of me. But it, there were two pieces that really solidified it. One was when my older daughter was about seven and she came home and said, mom, I don't, I don't think I want to have kids. And you smile and you try not to cry and it's the dagger going through your heart because I must have really messed up as a mom for you to not want to be a mom. Like, ah, okay, honey, why? Well, because I want to have a career. And it was in that moment that I realized that I wasn't showing her that you're able to do both. That all she saw was me stopping everything that I was in life to do this and she didn't want to do that. And it's funny because um, that that show that I do with the, the Los Angeles Tribune, we're on Amazon Fire Stick and we're going on Roku. So I was like, oh, sorry, mommy was late picking you up at dance. Um, mommy was on TV last night because technically that's what that is. And she got super excited. Wait, I can watch you on Amazon. And so I was sharing with um, my business partner because he's literally like right between us in age. So they're best friends as much as he and I are best friends. Yeah. And I was on the phone with them. And I was like, oh my gosh, so I figured out how you appease an almost 13 year old and how you impress them. And she happened to be in the car. And I said, yeah, tell them you were on TV because she loves him because he's a big TikTok guy. Yeah. And oh, now mommy can rank because mommy's on Amazon. And she goes, um, you didn't have to be on Amazon for me to be impressed with what you do, mom. I'm impressed by everything you do. And it was like, okay, cue tears. tears. Because here I am, I have my days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm failing at all things. Yeah. You know, I didn't get their homeschool because I homeschool on top of it. So I'm like, oh, I, we didn't get enough homeschooling done. We didn't this, we didn't that. And I feel like I'm failing and other people are judging me and they're telling me that in their view, I'm failing as a mom or I'm Thank failing as this. <laughs> Yeah. And then to hear her go, mom, you amaze me with everything you do. Because I'm also the person when her best friend's having a breakdown because y'all being 12 and 13 is rough. And then being 12 and 13 during COVID is a whole new thing. And so I get the, she's having trouble. And I get a phone in my face at least once every other day of, you know, best friend losing it right now, unspin her. And she is so impressed with what we do. And I think we forget that they are always watching and that we may get judgment from other people, but they're not us and they don't know. And they're not there. Like I get judged by the people who are, and it's okay. Honesty. It's my mother and my cousin. They come down to watch my kids when I have like crazy things to do. So of course they see me not with my kids mm -hmm. because they're here specifically to watch them because I'm not able to be with them. I'm like, but you're not here in the moments when you're not here. And I used to let that judgment get to me until literally last night. No, it was today. It was today. It was right before this call. Mom, I'm impressed by everything you do. And that was that reminder. That was that little thing that I needed to hear because I was just told again of all the things I'm not doing right as a mom because I'm running this company and building this company. Yet my kids don't think that I'm doing anything wrong. They strive and want to be like me and do what I do. And I know how many other people I'm helping do the same thing and for their kids. And 
So if you're watching this and that is you, and that was as much for me as it is for you, um, remember that their judgment is speaking about them, that any judgment you get, that is the judgment of themselves and it has nothing to do with you as hard as that is. I think it was Michael J. Fox, other people's opinions are none of my business. And the more you can step into that and really believe in it, not just write it down and say it as a mantra, but really allow that to be your truth. Store it where you store those things that are absolutely true, like the sun will come up tomorrow. Make it just as real. Because there are going to be days where you think you are failing at all things. We all have those days. It doesn't matter where you are. Y'all, Tony Robbins, he's amazing. I happen to know his coach. Because yeah, his coach has, he has coaches, right? We all have days. We all have coaches because we all need that someone that's not us. Because we can't see our amazingness, especially when we're filtering reality through something that's not going our way. And we need that person next to us to say, hey, here are all the things you're not seeing right now. So make sure you surround yourself with that. Okay. And with that, um, <laughs> that was amazing. I needed to hear that today. Uh, I'm sure there's another mom or two or parent for that matter or person who needed to hear that. So thank you for showing up so authentically as you just did. I mean, you have throughout, but certainly in that moment, um, that was powerful and I appreciate it. My favorite part of the podcast enough. I'm like, what's the one thing you guys want to say? And usually it blows my mind. I'm often reminded, and maybe this is something for people, um, part of the reason I do this, part of the reason I do posting online, part of the reason I do the publication of the magazine is to flood people's social media feeds with something that is other than the negative news. Not to diminish it or to say it doesn't exist, but simply to offer a counterbalance to it. Because I think, as you said, we have to look for harmony, right? And there are silver linings in this. And certainly time to put something like this together, the shift that we've all seen, right? The growth, you went to go rent a bathroom. I bought a tiny home, right? There were things that happened this year that are like, that was kind of cool. And I think that that's a powerful piece. So Brenda, we're definitely gonna have you on again, because this was phenomenal. You and I need to chat, so network, this is a heads up that we'll probably be hearing from Brenda again in multiple different ways, because I love, love what you're about, love who you are, so thank you for showing up today. Thank you. And you're welcome. For any of our listeners, if you've gotten value from this, the best compliment you can give us is your like, your share, your comment, your subscribe. It doesn't take you long, but it actually matters to us content creators. It really does. It puts our content in front of the people just like you who need to hear it. And that's why we get out of our comfort zones and put ourselves out there and say things that we can't believe we're saying in front of the entire world, you know, forever online, because we feel like we need to make life, the experience of it, um, normal. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Like, hey, we're all in this together. And what you're feeling is what I'm feeling. And yeah, we're all here together. So thank you so much to my listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you, Brenda. Thank you. Oh, this was exciting. What a great way to end the day. I'm going to go and be with my busy, tiny human. And I am, <laughs> so we're going to talk to you again soon, Brenda. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. 
Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.